Hi, welcome to Right Now, a podcast about the world today. I'm your host, Asha. I'm the host of POV. I'm Asha, the host of Right Now. And this is our bestest friend. Hi, I'm Avery Elton. So, hi. Don't play with the connector thing. Sorry. Did I mess it up? Probably. In the first five seconds of this episode, you heard my friends Holly and Avery, who you've probably guessed are today's co-hosts. Holly, as you heard, is the host of the podcast POV. And Avery knows a lot about the wildly popular music genre K-pop, or Korean pop music. As Holly and I tried to figure out what we would make our future podcast episodes about, we joked that we should have Avery help us make one about K-pop. Well, we actually did end up turning that idea into a podcast episode, which you're listening to right now. Okay, but uh, should we start with what is happening in the K-pop community right now? Um, so currently, everyone's kind of worried for, like, the disbandment of iZone, because it's really hard to explain. I'm just gonna say that they had a temporary contract that was only two years long, and they're about to disband. There's a very slim chance that they're going to extend their contract, but, so everyone's just praying for that. They're, uh, they're very, they're all very, very talented. Mm -hmm. Um, they've had a, yeah, they've had a crazy run in the last, like, two years, because they've been around since 2018. And I guess we're saying goodbye to them. That's kind of sad. Yeah, some fairly recent news. Yikes. Um, some of, like, the overarching news of 2020 that was, like, drama. Irene from Red Velvet, a video of her got leaked of, like, her yelling at, like, a technician or, like, an assistant and, like, screaming at him to the point that he was crying. What? But it get no, here's the thing. He, um, electrocuted her. (gasps) He electrocuted her, and, like, what? the video leaked with no contact, so she was screaming at him because he, like, electrocuted her, like, in her ear while she was performing. Oh my god! And so she, like, screamed at him and, like, called him an idiot because, like, she got electrocuted on stage. Yeah. But, um, yeah, those are, I'd say, the big kind of things right now. Now you're possibly more caught up with the recent events in the K-pop community than you were before. Another thing that occurs often in communities of fans is that one of the people they're a fan of does something problematic, which we also discussed. I think it's kind of nice that, um, like, K-pop idols actually get called out for their crap, though. Because yeah. in some, some people, like, just refuse to call people out for, like, bad things they've done. Oh, yeah. But I feel like the K-pop community makes, like, one mistake, and that's, like, over. Like, yeah. sometimes I think it's extreme, but other times mm-hmm. I'm really glad people are getting called out yeah. and kicked out of groups, too. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, like, it can either, like, be they, like, get called out and hold, held accountable, but, like, they have people who love them so much. Like, with Stray Kids and, like, G-Friend, they both have, like, such huge fan bases that it's gonna be impossible to really hold them accountable because there's people that flat out just don't care one thing that's happened that happens is people get emotionally attached to the people in the music yeah and then like find it too hard to like understand i think also it could be part of the fact that like with k-pop like once you get into k-pop it's not like you like most people don't just Mm -hmm. like a k-pop group they like k-pop and they explore like every single possibility of a bunch of different Mm k-pop groups yeah i think like, the thing about people not wanting to call their, like, idols out, it makes sense because, mm. like you're saying, people, yeah. when they like K-pop, they consume all of it and mm. it becomes a part of their identity. Yeah. So if they're going to have to call out a member of a group, then they're, they're, 
They're calling out part of their identity, and yeah. that's probably yeah. a pretty difficult. It's almost thing like to they're do. calling out themselves for having liked someone yeah. who's like that. Like that's that's not easy. I think that point really shows how a specific interest can become a really big part of someone's life. How did you get into K-pop? Where did okay. that come from? I have actually, okay, so... <laughs> I've never asked this. Oh, yeah. So it started, I tell everyone Luna was my first group because they were the first group that I, like, hardcore stand, but my first group was technically Blackpink because I was getting bored of the music that I was listening to at the time. Like, it was just kind of boring me. I listened, I, like, over-listened, and I kind of needed to do something new, so I cracked, and I was like, let's just go with K-pop. Come on, like, really? whatever. Like, yeah. just, like, you just, you're just like, like when yeah. do this? Uh, I do K-pop. So I knew about Blackpink, so on yeah. a whim, I just kind of was like, okay, like, let's start with them. I feel like one of the things that I hear a lot in, like, Western pop is it's the exact same, like, song, like, there's a lot of, like, similar songs in K-pop, but the thing is, like, it's an exciting song with, like, an exciting drop and, like, mm-hmm. fun pre-courses and stuff, but, like, Western pop, it's, like, the same thing that Camila Cabello and, like, Ellie Goulding have sung 15 yeah. times. Maybe because, like, it's not, like, the same overused lyrics because you can't tell. Or maybe it's just because it's, like, a new song structure that for you, like, it's still fresh for me when I hear, like, the song structure that, like, maybe more seasoned K-pop can't stands have been being like, oh my god, we have heard this exact same song since, since 2017, like, without fail every three months. <laughs> but for me, I'm like, woo, let's go, let's listen to Dun Dun by Everglow again. Dun, but but like um (laughs) when people say k-pop community i think it really means the connections that the fans have made over this common interest which is possible through social media we asked how this sense of community can be appealing to people wanting to explore k-pop I feel like maybe, like, people who, like, don't have much of, like, a community in real life, like, probably want to, like, have have someone to connect with. Have you felt like you've become a part of the K-pop community? I have, like, people who, like, I FaceTime from, like, the K-pop community. Oh, really? Yeah, literally. Oh, wow. I have, like, friends. I've met people through there. Like, it's, it's, like, depending on where you land, it can be a really nice place to be. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's so cool that, like... You're not just like, oh, I'm a fan of this. Like, it becomes a part of your life. Like, you're making, you're meeting new people. Mm-hmm. We have a bunch of, like, new knowledge and stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I really like, <laughs> I really like anime. And I feel like in some ways, um, it's very similar to K-pop in the way that people who like anime like people who like anime. Yeah. And it's a big thing. An interest in anime, different genres of music, specific hobbies, and so many other things work the same way as K-pop. Your personal interests are a part of who you are. And when there's a community of people who appreciate the same thing, you all get to share that piece of your identities with each other. Well, I love to use your expertise in K-pop for my podcast. podcast. Thank you. This has been the one thing I've gotten out of this. Yes, I am obsessed with Lucky Mecky and it is entirely your fault. Thank you for listening to this episode of Right Now. Thank you to my co-hosts, Holly and Avery, and be sure to check out Holly's podcast, POV. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to see when new episodes come out.